welcome to Birch Tree Studios, the home of 1013 Publications. This is 40 Below Zero, an international show about chronic illness hosted by two guys with MS. I'm your co-host Nick, and with me as always is Terry. We're so glad all of our warriors and supporters are here with us, so let's get into it. Welcome back to the show, everybody. Terry, how are you? Yeah, man, I'm good, Nick. I'm great. You know, I'm so glad summer is almost over. Uh, me I too. Never used to say this, man, but I actually like winter better than summer now. Mm, I'm with you there. Summer so- is overrated. Yes, it's overrated. The sun, uh, the beach, too much work to get out there. It's only overrated because of the crushing fatigue that I suffer. If it wasn't for that, I would be just fine. So who do we have with us today? Awesome. I'd like to introduce someone I have a lot of respect for. She is the founder of Rise Above Adaptive Climbing. She is an advocate of no limits and no boundaries when it comes to physical challenges. She's a paraclimber with a spinal cord injury. We're honored to welcome Miranda. Hey, friends. Did I miss anything? Um, I mean, I you could say a bronze medal winning paraclimber uh, from the World Cup this year in Salt Lake City. Damn. You missed a big one. <laughs> you missed Damn. it, yeah. I have Jeez, failed shame you. on you. I have failed you. I apologize. <laughs> Wait, did you start climbing with me after that or before that? Be- I what do you mean before that? Well, like I, I don't because I know you've been to Rise Above a couple of times, but I couldn't remember mm-hmm. if that was like before May or if it was after May that you had started. No, it was after. It, it was, was after. after. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it's definitely your fault that you forgot that for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's great. I love it. Whatever. Shame me all you want. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, dude, I've been looking at your story and it's, it's so recent. It's so recent that I keep getting told how much of a baby I am as far as like disability is concerned. Like they're like, oh, under five years, that's nothing. That's not cool. I, I I hear that in our community too. Oh, you have MS yeah. for not me, but oh, you have MS for three years. Oh, you're a rookie. It's oh, like, I don't think anyone's meaning it in like a a negative way. Um, at least I don't think they're meaning it in a negative way. No, I think it's kind of one of those things where like I can make fun of Terry because we have the same thing, but when we go, no one outside of our community can make fun of us. Because you're not in the club, so if you're getting if you're getting uh, if you're getting harassed by other uh, per people with disabilities, I think it just shows that they accept you. <laughs> if oh, they're giving, yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's the thing I love most about uh, the adaptive events that I go to is that there is license to openly harass everybody and. The, like the number of jokes that we make at our friends who are blind and or just the like. Like, what do you do when you stupid gamble? Like, just comments like that. <laughs> Where it's like, yeah, anyone able-bodied saying that, super not cool. But we all kind of have this collective agreement where it's like, yeah, it's fine. Um, yeah, yeah. I get that totally. Um, what What did you like? You were you're a paraclimber. You were a climber before. It's not. I was. Uh, when did you start climbing? Just curious. Oh, gosh. What year was it? I 
I know I was 29 when I started or was like about to turn 29 and I am turning 36 in September. So math. Um, and I guess, yeah. Pair the one. <laughs> I don't know, like five, five, you know, four or five years before my accident, something like that. Yeah. And, uh, you didn't injure yourself because of climbing. No, no. Like um, I, I injured myself doing circus. I was right. <laughs> Terry told me before you came on, he said, and correct me if I'm not saying the name of the thing, right? He said the flying ring. No, I said the aerial hoop. The aerial hoop. That's what you said. I mean, flying ring, aerial hoop. Okay. Maybe. Potato, potato. Who were you working uh, for at the time? Can you say? Or who was I trying? Working? Yeah. Were you trying no. out for the circus? Um, No, man. It was like second lockdown and I was bored as shit. So I've been <laughs> taking lessons before like COVID shut everything down. Um, I bought a house that had like these beautiful high ceilings. And so it was like, okay, I'm going to buy a hoop um, because that's something that I can still do by myself uh, because it was winter. So, you know, you can't go climbing outdoors in the winter and the indoor gyms were all shut down. So yeah. Um, yeah, I, I secured that baby really um, well into the wall so that, you know, there was no mechanical failure on its part. It was just I was trying to pull a move that I missed and I fell forward and just landed on just a really bad angle. Wow. Wow. So did you get that on video? <laughs> no. Um, okay. No, I, I don't think I would have hung I had on to, to ask. It, so. <laughs> um, yeah. Although, yeah, I, it was weird because I had been recording a bunch of like other little routines and whatnot that I had been working on. It just, just wasn't that one or that day. Um, and for I any saw particular it. Reason. Yeah. Videos. And I see it and I'm like, damn, that takes a lot of strength. And it's funny. Cause in one of the videos you said, oops. And someone commented on it. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. You're like, oops. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was because my foot hit um the the frame that i was kind of spinning around in, and that sort of killed my momentum oh, um man. yeah <laughs> that's that's awesome um that you even do that um i had to go through your videos to see that and then i and then i realized i'm like damn this is all new like this is new it, it seems like you're <laughs> this is going to sound stupid it seems like you're a pro at uh being disabled and climbing <laughs> Like when I, when I met you, you were behind the, the desk, right? My oh. first time going there. I'm like, okay, let's see what this is all about. And then I see you and then I'm thinking, okay, she's just a, a, a normal person behind the desk. Cause all I see is from the chest up, right? Yeah. <laughs> and then you asked me a question. You're like, so uh, what disabilities do you have? And I was in a chair. So I said, my legs don't work. I don't know if you remember me saying that. And then you're I like, know. yeah, you're like, okay, buddy, all of our legs don't really work here. And then I'm like, huh? And then I came around the table and I could clearly see has a little disability. I'm like, oh shit. I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to like disrespect you. But okay. We cool. Yeah. Now that your, um, your memory is a lot better for that than mine is, uh, yeah, no, I mean, probably seem professional. Cause I do actually work at the gym in addition to running rise above, um, 
but I, I am sneaky like that and that most people just kind of assume that I've hurt my knee or rolled my ankle or something until you know the odd day that is just not going well and I like rock up in my wheelchair and they're like oh whoa <laughs> and Nick's kind of like that too where he he has MS and he uses a chair he doesn't use a chair it depends on how he is that day so. Yeah, I've, I, there's there's been many people in my life who didn't realize until one day I I I, I again I I roll up and they're like, oh, it's that bad. I'm like, well, today it is. You know, not not every day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, do you ever find? I, actually, I don't know what you do for work. Uh, I don't. I'm I'm oh, retired. You don't? Yeah, oh, I'm retired for ten years now. Yeah. Well, first of all, screw you. Um, but. <laughs> I was just going to ask um, how you felt about asking for accommodations sometimes and how, it, at least for me, I find it kind of, it's it's still something I'm getting used to because, you know, there are some days where I'm feeling like a lot better and I can walk around fine and I can go upstairs. And then there are other days where I have to farm out a lot of aspects of my job to other staff members because it's like, I can't get up the stairs today and i feel like kind of bad about it um i've come to i've come to a sense of peace doing the same thing with my family mm -hmm. um i i've have had to uh i've had to really put in perspective that some days i'm just not going to get the grass cut yeah. Whether, no matter you know what i mean no matter how bad or how yep. much it needs it it's just not happening today yeah uh, the grass cutting man that one kicks my ass too so, yeah, uh, but I'm so glad I'm in a wheelchair. Nobody asks me to cut the grass. <laughs> but no, it did. It was an adjustment to even go that far. I mean, um, and you you would think that it wouldn't be an issue because they're your family and they love you and they want to do as much as they can to help you. But still, it's like. I don't really want to ask all the time. You kind of feel like you're going back to the same well over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I just man, honestly, I just manage my expectations and I've cut a lot of stuff. I've prioritized a lot of things. Uh, yeah. Just, the um, what, what's it called? Wait, are you talking about sort of like spoon theory? Kind of like spoon, kind of spoon theory, but just um in addition to that, I just don't feel bad about asking anymore. I'm just like, I just have to ask. It's not going to get done if I don't ask. You know what I mean? So, yeah. But I can see how that would be. Terry and I often talk about um, pride. And if you're, mm -hmm. the, if you're the A type driven personality, which you seem to be, it takes a lot of pride swallowing to ask for anything. Why don't you tell her what you used to do? And oh, yeah. Um, so uh, I was 14 years uh, law enforcement um and also fire and ems so police fire ems yeah that's um that's a pretty big loss of independence <laughs> yeah uh and the reason why i was retired because uh, uh i was a liability the department said mm -hmm. enjoy enjoy your retirement so wasn't wasn't quite ready for it i was 33 mm -hmm. oh we were the same age when our various shit happen <laughs> when the train went off the rails yeah um i was you know just out of um i was just about to graduate from uh, a horticulture program with the intent of becoming a tree surgeon uh arborist 
So <laughs> can't do that anymore. So I've had to, well, I'm looking at pivoting careers for like the third time in my life. I didn't really have the anyone telling me to like, go retire now. Yeah, um, right. Yeah. <laughs> well, what does pivot number three look like? Or, or are we um, not there yet? We're not ready to release that to the public. Oh, no, 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 we can. <laughs> okay. um, uh, I am doing a part-time diploma in recreation and leisure, which I guess for Terry, at least, will be probably not surprising at all to hear. Oh. Yeah, okay. I, I'm i going in with the intent of basically like doing what I'm doing now with Rack, just, just finding a way to have, like just to get more adaptive folks into sports and just getting them out of the house and on equal playing field with everybody else. Um, but I've just been finding that even with my experience running rack, that a lot of places they want you to have that piece of paper behind your name. Um, yeah. So now I'm just formalizing it. But doesn't a piece of you, sorry, Derek, doesn't no, no. a piece of you just want to look at them and go, here's my resume. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> the I always say I got a, a a master's degree in MS from the School of Hard Knocks. <laughs> um, yeah, just like a the X-ray of like my neck. Like here you go. Do you want like you know the pictures of me on the podium <laughs> from the last World Cup to go along with that too? Uh, yeah, um, that's. I I'm actually kind of looking forward to it though. I do. I've always loved being in school. Like I really like learning and the process sure. of it. So it's kind of, it, it's nice to be going back. Sure. Absolutely. Plus I take, so I take one-off classes from time to time, not really for any real reason other than just the topic is interesting. And I find that it kind of gives you like, Oh, I'm going to learn a new thing and it's somewhere to go and it's something to do. And, you know, just, I guess being a bored retired guy, um, it's interesting to me, but I understand what you're saying about everybody wants to have that piece of paper behind you. And I don't even know why, but the piece of paper plus three to four years experience for entry level yeah. jobs. Oh yeah. That's the other thing. <laughs> and it pays 15 50 an hour, <laughs> even with all that. Did you, did you, uh, <laughs> did you, we always talk about the grieving thing because we grieve who we used to be. In mm -hmm. our past, did you go through a grieving stage? Because it's bro, seems... I'm still going through the grieving I'm stage. Sorry. Still, okay. like <laughs> real talk, man. Yeah. Welcome to free therapy with Nick and Terry. What's on your mind? <laughs> um, it, yeah, it's still. I it's it's every day. It's every time you know I have difficulty getting up a set of stairs, or you know my dog is yapping at me because you know, she wants to go for a walk and I'm not feeling it you know, when I'm climbing and I can't make a certain move. Like there's always that little kind of brief flash of it, you know? Mm -hmm. What kind of dog do you have? <laughs> um, hug something. Okay. Um, yeah, she's, they think maybe half pug, half beagle. Um, I think like half pug, half hell demon, possibly. Uh, <laughs> she's, she, she can be a bit of a handful of times. Uh, she's a rescue that I just got a month ago. Oh, that's so recent. Awesome. Congratulations. Super recent, yeah. yeah. Oh, thank you. 
I was just wondering if it was a big dog or a little dog. I was just wondering, are you walking this huge dog? Well, I did have a bigger dog um, who passed back in March and thought I was going to get another big one. And then I saw her on just like one of the rescues websites and just something said this, this little thing right here might be the one. I had a big dog that, well, I had a big dog. I had a dog that died uh, about two years ago now. And that's why I have Mm -hmm. two cats. Cause I wanted to get another dog and I'm like, ah, I can't do it. Cause that dog was so perfect. I know the next dog is going to be a fuck up. Excuse my language. <laughs> so I got a cat. And then after I got a cat, I'm like, this is not enough. I'm a dog guy. So then I got another cat. So now I have two cats, which is good. I love it. I love my life right now with two cats. Do two cats really equal one dog? <laughs> mm, eh. I love you guys. Stop. You didn't hear that. Well, they're easier to take for a walk. I'd imagine. <laughs> it's a lot easier but they won't pull you out of your chair like your last dog i'll show you that I video did that video i did okay. see that on your profile <laughs> yeah um that did not happen to me with my bigger dog uh but came pretty close a couple of times um he was he i got kind of lucked out that he was pretty old already around the time that i had my accident but if it would have been in his younger days like i would have been doomed Mm. I did hurt myself. Otherwise, I I don't think I would put the video up there. Maybe I would. I think I would have. <laughs> that was like, yeah, that was a pretty good. Like you looked like you got, you like you yeeted and pulled at least like a meter or so. <laughs> yeah, my pride, man. My pride was damaged. No, I saw someone running towards you in that video. Was that like the token able-bodied person that was like, oh my God, someone in a wheelchair fell. I have to go rescue him. Two older ladies. Yeah. Two older, okay. And they're trying to lift me up. And I don't know if you know, but you can't lift me up like that because my legs don't really work. And I don't know what they're trying to do. And I'm just like, leave me alone. Leave me alone. Everyone wants to help you, you know? But yeah, uh, Um, they came and yeah, whatever. Did I... I I could be misremembering. Did I show you the video of um my two friends in the their wheelchairs dancing at the World Cup after party at all? No. We're one of the, oh okay. Um, so my teammate Katie, who also has a spinal cord injury, is in a wheelchair, and sh- we were at a a Western bar, so there was like this big open line dancing area. So of course, all of us were like, hell yeah, we're gonna go dance with all these super serious like southern american pipes this um so she started dancing with another girl on the swiss climbing team also in the wheelchair i think she has ms if i recall correctly and they were spinning each other around and then she fell uh, sorry the swiss girl fell backwards out of her wheelchair um and of course all of us athletes we're just sitting around and we're like we're laughing at her, right? We're like kind of like sure. pointing and laughing, like, ha ha. Um, <laughs> we know that, you know, she's a capable person who's e- very capable of getting back into her chair on her own because we've seen her climb rock walls. Meanwhile, yeah. like all these uh, able bodied people around were like, oh no, like yeah. <laughs> she had four people rush over and try to put her back into her chair before she even had a chance to try it herself. And it was just, yeah, <laughs> it was funny. Why, why is it that when someone regular bodied, falls everyone laughs but when someone's in a wheelchair and falls they're like oh my god i can't laugh at that 
I'm going to go to hell if I laugh at that. Because a lot of people, when I showed <laughs> that video of Jade pulling me off the chair, their number one response is, can I laugh at that? And I'm like, what are you talking about? I posted it for a reason. So the thing I took from that was, here's this, here's a group of world-class Olympians. And when one of them goes down, everyone else in the room goes, oh my God, let's, let me help this poor person. It's like, dude, if you were watching her on TV a week ago, you'd be like, she could smoke me in this. Getting up in right? this wheelchair has <laughs> nothing to do. Like, that's nothing. That's just so, the perception is just so wild when you think about it like that. Like, like what does, what does a person have to accomplish to even be looked at as on the same playing field as an able-bodied person? Like, how much more do you have to do physically does, does that make sense? Like, oh no, no, it does. I'm just trying to think of like what that actually would be. Mind you, it, it I can understand in this kind of situation because we're not in our element, so sure. these people wouldn't know um, our situation. They would just be like, "Why did this big group of people with diff different disabilities like waltz in here, and why are they riding the mechanical bull?" Um, <laughs> which is, which is a tradition that we do now, and it's really fun to. That's awesome. Um, I don't in it. Just uh, like my pessimistic answer would be like, I don't really know what someone would have to do because I don't think it will ever be enough because some people are still just going to see your disability, like no matter what it sure. is that you do. Um, and I don't want to be friends with those people, <laughs> but they I do agree. exist nonetheless. Yeah. I agree because you're we're I'm 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 an outsider just so curious of this whole community of Olympians um that you call like oh they're my friends I can just FaceTime them whenever <laughs> and it's no big deal and me I'm like these are the people that I watch on TV <laughs> you know what I mean there's such a disconnect but it's just cool how it's just this super it's I, I it sounds like it's a super big community of people just having a great time competing we do have a great time. I wish it was a bigger community. It's growing every year. Um, I think we have, I want to say, 150, 60 athletes come out to this one. Like, There's a couple of different um, World Cups every year, and the numbers to are vary for each one. Um, and, but just hearing even from the people who have been climbing for a long time in this community that it's you know some of these competitions started out having like 10 people in them and it's grown to this point um but you know i'm oh i'm always out there recruiting that's like part of what i'm trying to do through rack as well as to tell people like hey you can do this competitively as well dude see terry yes. you're up yes I'm up. <laughs> rack obviously r-a-a-c right rise above adaptive yeah. climbing um, yeah, I, I saw someone there that was completely blind climbing and I'm like, Oh, was that my teammate other Terry? Yes, it was. I can't, I got it. I didn't Terry, remember his yeah. name. Yes. Terry and his wife, I believe his wife was there as well, helping climbing as well. Patty, yeah. And he had a, he had a earpiece so she can talk to him while she was down there saying to your right. Cause he couldn't really see the man. I don't. I don't know the terminology of these wall pegs. What are they called? But Holtz. you know, okay, easy there. Waltz, Holtz, Holtz. 
H O L D S holds. I'm just waiting for Nick to make fun of me here. Yeah. So <laughs> Terry, I'm going to overlook the fact that our last guest and, and you and our last guest went on a 15 minute tirade of my uh, water and my hoagie pronunciations. We're just going to skip right over that. <laughs> oh my God. After that episode, man, I had, I had a whole hour talking about that. Like, did you hear the way Nick said water? <laughs> Sorry, bro. But uh, I want to know what stupid things people have said to you. I'm not putting oh, on the spot. Um, but the one you... that really stuck out in my mind was um, at the gym, or one of the two gyms that I work at. They're owned by the the same person, so it was at the one I was I wearing my staff shirt. I, mind you, I was in my wheelchair at the time, um, but got talking to someone, I think about one of the routes um, and how to climb it or something. And she was just like, oh, you can climb? <laughs> just face plant um, type moment. So spitefully later on, I used one of the label makers to make like a little strip that said, yes, I can climb. And I stuck it to the back of my wheelchair. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. I do get a lot of like, not, not that it's necessarily stupid, but I do get a lot of like, Oh, like what happened to your leg or like what happened to your knee? What happened to your ankle? Um, things like that. And then I say like, no, I'm actually disabled. I, I'm a paraplegic. And then people kind of, look at me very confused or they get very, very apologetic. Yeah. I understand that. You're okay with people asking you what's, what's wrong with you, right? It doesn't offend you. I know I'm okay with it. Wrong with someone... you. <laughs> well, that not like that, but you know, people look <laughs> at me and be like, why are you in a chair? And then like, Oh, let me tell you my story. And then I start to <laughs> think of a crazy cool story instead of saying I have MS, but like you got into a fight with a bear and you lost like that kind of thing skydiving that's a good one yeah. shark attack in central pa i come mm -hmm. up with a whole story it's like a 10 minute story i remember a child asked me he's like what happened to you i'm like oh man let me tell you the story i was skydiving <laughs> and my parachute didn't fly but then my buddy came and helped me and i grabbed onto him and then we smacked into a plane and i just come up with a 10 minute story and yeah make it interesting but the reality is i have boring ms but i'm really glad no. i got to meet you. And you know, what's funny. It was my stretch therapist. She's the one that said, we should do rock climbing. I'm like, who does rock climbing for disability? And then she's like, contact junction. And I did. And then they told me about you and I was like, get out of here. And then I went and yeah, and I'll be going every month because that shit is crazy. It's pretty cool, man. And now I'm going to need videos of that. Yeah. I made a little video. You saw it. It was a little cheesy. She was I don't there. know if oh no, I did get to see it. Um we've got pictures of you too. Actually, your your picture is now the loading page of our website, by the way. I don't know if you saw that or not. <laughs> I remember the first time I was climbing the rope. I don't know, is that what you call it? I was going up. And the guy oh, the... before me, he had a disability. And I don't I don't want to say he was worse than me, but his disability <laughs> was a little more physical. And this guy was climbing, no problem. And uh, when I started climbing halfway up, I'm like, holy shit, I'm getting tired. And then I started thinking, you know, that guy went all the way to the top. Terry, shut up, just go. And I just pulled all the way through. That guy inspired me. 
Yeah, I hate the word inspired, but he did because I'm like, if you could do it, I could do it. Now, I will admit, I don't really know a ton about MS, but can you build and retain muscle when you have MS? Well, you can. Um, the The issue is the neurological signal doesn't make it from point A to point B. Mm-hmm. And and if it does, it might not be a strong connection electrically. So you might want to be able to pull yourself up and you might be pulling yourself up, but you're, the signal to pull isn't getting there correctly. Okay. Um, so it's a wiring issue. All um, right. Yeah. Sorry, go I'm, ahead. No, no, it's okay. I'm worried that the stamina is because my stamina fatigues me out. And what I worry about, because I work out and I worry about when I start getting tired, is it that the stamina has slowed me down? So I'm not building enough muscle. Anyway, I think I can build muscle, but the stamina slows me down, if that Mm -hmm. makes sense. And the more you do, um, the more a person does as much as they can with any muscle group, the higher the likelihood that your brain will reroute to, to make right. that happen. So you, you, there's a big use it or lose it component. Um, so everybody, everybody just tries to do as much as they can, whether, whether it's just sitting up in bed, if, if, if we know, uh, we know a bunch of people that are bedridden because of it, if, if it's just sitting up or if it's walking or even wheelchair sports or, you know, whatever it is, you just repetition, like any other exercise. You see the me name of the game. with MS and then you see somebody else guaranteed they have different symptoms, maybe similar. Yeah. Yep. But it's so new in the game where they say, oh, you have MS. Oh, you have right. lesions happening in your uh, myelin. So you have MS. There is no types of MS. Well, there kind of is, but it's so new in the game that you have MS, you have MS. Where cancer, you have lung cancer, you have tongue cancer, you have bone cancer. With MS, it's, oh, you have lesions in your spine, you have MS. Mm-hmm. So. And everyone's different. Like, look at Nick and I, we're different. Yeah, he, you, you wouldn't be able to tell that I can't see from here this way, you know, oh. because my eye tracks and all that stuff. So everybody has their own stuff. A lot of, there's a lot of commonality among symptoms, a lot of, a lot of fatigue, a lot of pain, a lot of cognitive thought processes, that kind of stuff. Um, there's a lot that's not obvious, a whole lot. Um, that makes perfect sense to me. Um mm-hmm. The world champion in, uh, I'll just use her as an example, in women's RP3, which is one category of function up from mine, um, she has MS. And you would never know that watching her climb. Um, Obviously, like, there's something that must present because, you know, she would have to go through, like, the classification process, which tests, like, muscle reaction, strength, spasticity, things like that. but yeah, I, I watch a few people I know climb who have MS. Um, and it's like, what the, how? how? I can't tell <laughs> at all. Um, yep. But then, yeah, like, so it's kind of, a, I guess, like a spectrum in a yep. way. Like some people will have it and it will be pretty severe and some people will have it and just it won't be. And that's just. we. You're exactly right. And it and it's even, so there's four main categories and then there's thousands of subsets within those categories. Mm-hmm. So basically what I say to people is 
you met Terry. Terry has Terry MS. I have Nick MS. <laughs> it's 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 just so it's that much different. It's wild. Actually, I would say that the same applies to spinal cord injuries too. Mm-hmm. Um, no two of them are the same. Um, well, well, if you don't mind me asking, where's your break? So I'm fused between C6 and C7. Um, okay. So that's basically like if you feel the really big lump kind of on the back of your neck, it's a little bit below that, I think, from what I recall. Um, and the wild thing is that normally when you have um, fractures in the C, C spine, that makes you a quadriplegic. And technically I am a quadriplegic, which baffles the heck out of everybody when I tell them this because everyone assumes quadriplegic like you can't you can't move anything from the neck down um it just means that the the entirety or sorry everything below your level of injury is affected but then there's different levels of how affected it is so looking at me you wouldn't be able to tell that there's anything wrong with my hands and for the most part that there's not but you know, for example, if I'm on the phone for too long, like using my thumbs, my thumb will lock up or it will tremble. Um, if I'm doing like really fine motor work for too long a time. Um, so yeah, there's incomplete and incomplete spinal injuries and everybody's is different. What's right. obvious about your injury? Is it your legs? Probably just my legs. Yeah. So um, everything else is invisible. Basically everything. Yeah. Everything else for me at least would be invisible. Um, there's a lot of internal stuff that I don't Mm. tend to talk about as much, which maybe as time goes on, I'll be a bit more comfortable with. Um, yeah, but yeah. Um, I'm just trying to think of if there's anyone I know that has a similar injury level. Uh, Oh, um, I guess to describe mine a little bit better in how it does affect me. So I have, it's technically called brown Saccard syndrome, which means that it was sort of half of my cord that got damaged and it splits my body almost a little bit in two. So on with my legs on one side, I have more sensation, but less function. So I can't move it as well. And on the other leg, it's the opposite. So I, um, can move it, but can can't feel temperature. Can't tell if anyone's like pricking me with a pin, things like that. Not frustrating at all, I'd imagine. No, no, not at all. <laughs> Although it is a pretty cool party trick to just be able to take your garbage out in the snow, just in bare feet, just like da da da. But uh, you can totally relate to like how his at points when he's not using a chair, it's invisible because yep. people are like, you know, they you look normal. I'm so glad I'm in a chair now, which is, by the way, the last two and a half years I've been in chair. It's kind of new to me. And I love it. Okay. Because uh, before when I was walking, people wouldn't know that my tire, my legs were getting tired. I had cognitive issues, right? Because I was focused on my legs while someone was talking to me. I had a bunch of issues that nobody saw. And then sitting in a chair, everyone's like, oh, I'm so sorry. And they're all paying attention. And it's so obvious I have an issue where I'm standing next to mm-hmm. I'm, I can't believe I said I'm standing next to Nick. If I'm next to Nick, they'd be like, oh, this guy is normal. This guy is. But the truth is my issues are solved because I'm relaxing in a chair. I don't have to stand up anymore. (laughs) You know. There is part of me that like I I know that that chair, the full time chair, at least anyway, is coming for me at some point in time in my life. It I accept that. Um, 
the I, I am in a way kind of looking forward to it in a, it's a really fucked up way because dude i hear walking you. is effort walking is effort like i do have to pay attention to it a lot and so someday in the future being able to say you know what ah fuck it let's just chair full time here's my problem yeah exactly what you said and it 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 was well overdue i was like a year into i need it i should be sitting in this chair i had this chair for 5 years before i sat in it because i was getting to that it's got to, I got to normalize it in front of people. Look, that's my mm -hmm. chair just so that no one gets shocked, but they still did. And that's why I moved to London, by the way. But uh, oh, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I escaped because uh, I couldn't face telling people I really do need a chair. And people are always saying to me, but you're fine. You're okay. I'm like, no, I have MS, man. You don't know how shitty this is. And I was tortured. Mm -hmm. Like I would talk to you. I wouldn't be thinking about our conversation. I'd be thinking about when are you going to stop talking? I got to use the washroom. My legs are getting tired. My legs are starting to spaz. So I wouldn't even focus on what you're saying. And then by the time I sit down, mm -hmm. I'm like, thank God. So now being in a chair, I'm like, oh, talk all you want. You know, I only I, imagine, I, I, I feel bad for people talking to me and standing up. I'm always like, did you want to have a seat? Because I imagine everybody <laughs> has tired feet for some reason. I guess that, that hmm. because I guess for you and your friends and family, it was sort of a slow progression. So you did have to sort of ease them into the idea of you being in the chair. I, I guess for me, it was just suddenly like, boom, she can't walk anymore. Um, yes, so different. Yeah, for me, I always told people when they said, hey, how are you doing today? I'm always like, oh, I'm great. You'd never know if I had a bitchy day. I'd always say, I'm mm -hmm. fine. I'm okay. I never wanted to burden anyone with my shit. And then when it got worse, I started to say, damn, my, you know, it's my legs or I have a lot of like uh, weird phantom pain. I don't even know what to call it. It's nerve pain. Mm -hmm. And I don't even tell anybody. And then the one day I tell someone, family, they're like, oh, you never had that before. I'm like, yeah, I've always had this. I just never spoke about it. And then, you know. They see an issue. They're like, oh, you're having issues today? I'm like, dude, I've always had issues. I just don't tell anybody. <laughs> I'm, I just show people the strong so that you don't worry about me. I get asked like how I'm doing a lot at work just because of how social of a job it is. And I got really sick of either lying when I wasn't doing okay or fully... Oh, like being almost like too raw about it and then kind of weirding people out who are like mm. not ready for that level of honesty. So now I will kind of rank it out of 10. I'll be like, I don't know, man, like three out of 10 day today, my legs are kind of hurting or like, no, solid eight out of 10. It's been awesome. Um, I like that system a lot more. I would recommend trying it out. I say, um, when people ask me, I say baseline. baseline? Go, How are you oh. doing today? And I go baseline. So it sucks, but it doesn't suck that bad. <laughs> it's been worse. You're, I'm baseline. You're here and you're seeing me. So that's at least like a certain level of function. Yep. Feel free to use that, by the way. <laughs> I, yeah, I might steal that actually. Yep. Oh, going back to the top of, of using wheelchairs a bit more like full-time slash in general, mm -hmm. I did not realize that wheelchairs at airports are kind of magic through getting through gates and security. Yep. It's the best hack. And I I love 
using the chair at the airport because it saves me so much time. <laughs> Even though I could walk and maybe stand in line, but like, why bother doing that when they're like, yeah. oh, poor you, please come forward and we'll just pat your chair down. Like, yeah. How about the uh, push from the gate attendants? Would you accept the push where they say, oh, let me just take you to your gate? Do you go that yet? I haven't um, had to take you to your gate, but I almost got into a fight with someone in customs because she tried to, they they tried to, well, normally they like, you go, you go into customs and then there's the lineup for people with disabilities. And normally I kind of breeze right through that. But this time there were a lot of people that I think were coming into the country to immigrate. And so the lineup was really long. And I kind of, I turned around and was starting to, because I, I thought like, this is going to be so much faster if I just go through the lineup for everybody else. And so I turned around and someone was like, Oh, no, no, no. You have to wait in this line. And me saying, no, 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 it's okay. Like, this is faster. I'll do this. And she's like, no, no, no. Trying to say like, no, you're in a chair. Like, this is clearly the lineup for people with chairs. Right. Like, come on, crazy lady. And I'm like, no, it's okay. Um, And she was getting upset. And then I was getting upset. And so she kind of grabbed my chair and sort of steered me towards one of the closer mm. I don't know, devices wow. that check your passport. At which point in time, um, she tried to take my passport and scan it for me. So I stood up out of the chair, took it back from her and was like, <laughs> no, I will do this myself. Thank you very much. And nice. Yeah. And then she also tried to pull my chair backwards, but because my chair, I, I guess you haven't, Terry has seen my chair and yeah. you have not, but it's a, it's an off-road wheelchair that has like a boom in front and these levers that you can put into the grit chair. Yeah. The grit. Yeah. It's the grit chair. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Oh um, my god! So you oh can't. My god. I'm so sorry, man. I'm so oh, sorry. Awesome. You told me about it, and I was like, "This chair looks familiar." I know exactly. Chair. Yeah, my god. Yeah, yeah and I, I've seen her chair, and I even said to her when I saw her, "I'm like, anyway, that's so funny that you said that." Okay, Carry so on. you would know uh -huh. then that you can't pull that chair backwards because Cannot. the brakes will engage. Yep. So then this woman was trying to pull it backwards, and she was getting—I don't know if she thought that I was doing it purposely to spite her but anyway and i was like haha what you gonna do now um <laughs> but yeah but so having to tell myself this entire time like put on your customer service face like don't <laughs> yeah, worry right. the woman with customs and if you ever want to get on an airplane like ever again yep were you yeah. alone <laughs> when that happened were you alone yes i was it was my first time traveling alone actually since my wow. accident happened you went yeah. alone travel i haven't traveled yet in my wheelchair and a lot of people, the wheelchair community, they talk about how did you travel with your wheelchair? Did you have problems? Did they take care of your wheelchair? Because I guess you have to store it like luggage and then they give you a chair. That's what I thought. Um, That might be the case if you need the chair to get onto the plane. I don't. Um, hmm. I Sometimes I call ahead. Sometimes I don't. Some airlines are better about it than others. Um. Usually I just, I wheel it right up to like the door of the plane and probably also confuse them because I wheel up and then get up and like just walk to my seat. But I also don't, I show, I take the levers out, I take the seat off, but I don't tell them that the wheels come off and just assume that they, this chair is so foreign to them that they just won't try to do anything weird to it. And so far it's been okay, but you know, the grit chair is, it's it's sturdy it's uh it's made to take some abuse so so far i've been all right 
Nice. You haven't traveled with your chair, right, Nick? No. Well, when I travel, I don't, I don't fly. I'm not a fan of flying, Mm. so I don't travel very far. Um, It's more of a anxiety around people, not necessarily the plane. I, I, you know, the, the, the possible things that could go wrong in an airplane doesn't even factor into it. I just don't want to be that close to that many people. So I just drive. I've, I've yet to have someone touch my chair and pull me around. I'm waiting for it. They're going to get it. Sorry. But uh, when that lady was trying to pull your chair back and the brakes were engaged, which and she thought, was, did she try to pull it even harder? Or did you just say, yep. lady? <laughs> yeah, she definitely doubled down. Um, although I, it, it wouldn't work for my chair because mine doesn't have the sort of like assistance handles on the back, but I have seen someone on Etsy who 3d printed these spiked things to put over like the handles so that people yeah. actually can't grab huh. them. So maybe you should look into those just so that day never comes for you. The, the, hold on. The chair I brought to the rock climbing had no handles in the back. The guy I oh, okay. got this chair back, he cut them off for me. I'm like, hey, get rid of the handles. He's like, do we have to cut them off? I'm like, cut them off. He's like, what if you need someone to push you? I'm like, no one's pushing me. <laughs> this one, I kept the handles on this one that I'm sitting on right now, just in case I do need that push one day. So I'm like, okay, I'll bring this chair out because going up a ramp, if someone needs to push me, it's easier. I left the handles on my chair simply because it was explained to me by the person who was fitting me for the chair. They said, you should leave the handles on the back, even if no one's going to push you, because if you fall backwards, it'll save you from hitting your head because it'll keep the chair off the ground by about four to six inches. And I didn't think of that until the first time I fell. Uh, was it backwards? Yes, I fell back. The first time I fell backwards, I, I was very happy that those handles were there. <laughs> and you fell backwards because you're trying to pull a wheelie? Pull a wheelie? No, I was practicing my wheelies, sir. It's a big difference. You have to practice going downhill with your wheelies. No, I can't do that. I I feel like a rookie because Neither I'm a can good, I. I'm a good wheelchair user, man. I curbs and all that shebang shit. But I cannot go down a a hill or an incline or whatever on a wheelie. Practice. And I see those videos. They're so easy, easily practice done. A wheelie. Yeah. Whatever. No, like I'm telling you, like I've done it. All I've ever done is fallen a hundred times so far. It's all I do. Take my wheelchair and I fall in the yard. Yep. And my dog laughs at me. He looks at me. <laughs> I have a couple more videos only... of that. Go ahead. Sorry. Oh, I'm just saying, I think I've only fallen out of mine once. And it was one of the first couple times I ever used the grit chair. I just really misjudged. I was like, I can go off the sidewalk curb. It's fine. But just, and you can do that with that chair, but just, I just really didn't get the angle right. Yeah. And so it's always, there's always someone around to see you when that happens, right? It's never when you're by yourself and you can just maintain your, your, what's left of your dignity. Um, sure. Of course, some woman who's like, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, fine. <laughs> it's okay. And you don't need to run towards me. And that is a very oh. noticeable chair to tip over too. It is. Yeah. Um, and I was like wearing a helmet and everything <laughs> because I was <laughs> still getting used to it and didn't know how it was going to handle. Um, do, you, do you feel like when you're at a chair, people talk to you differently? Um, the, no. How about this? The first time I went to Tim Hortons in my chair, 
I was like, I'm going to be independent. I'm going to do this. I went to Tim Hortons. I was in line, all awkward of shit. And the lady, it was my turn. The lady looked to the customer behind me and said, can I help you? And I felt like a, like a 10 year old boy. I was like, what about me? Why did you ignore me? And that day I felt like I went home and I'm like, man, is this how I'm going to be treated every time? And that jaded me. But obviously it wasn't like that all the time. Eh, sometimes. But Do you yeah. find it easier to speak up for yourself now if something like that happens? So my problem is me being a guy, Not I, I don't know, maybe this is just um, me thinking differently right now, but me being a guy, I I tend to feel like, you know, they think I'm overacting. I don't know. So they'll be like, calm down, sir. Calm down. What do you need from us? So I'm always approaching everything like a like a, a young kid. Like, hi, can you help me? I this is the washroom needs to be cleaned. I'll never come aggressive to anybody because I feel like when I do that, they're like, I'm just a dramatic guy in a wheelchair. I don't know what it is. I just have no confidence because I feel like I'm a dramatic guy in a wheelchair. I don't know if that even makes sense. So I, I guess wish... I, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. I was going to say, I wish people were to speak up for me because I do have that problem where I have to speak up. I tend to utilize, again, I guess I'll refer again to calling it my customer service voice. Um, That's a good one. And it's like, it's it's friendly, but it's kind of um, a little bit demanding and a little bit of it's so you know with the bathroom it'd be like hey sorry um you know it would just be really fantastic if someone would clean the bathroom you know it's not looking great and right there from you know just that that tone of like hi hey I'm over here too do you mind helping me as well when you kind of raise your voice just a little but you keep it friendly enough that you're hoping that. The person you're talking to picks up the fact that they should feel shame right now for not paying attention to you um i don't know but maybe yeah it could be a lot easier for me to utilize as a woman perhaps <laughs> i use the um uh, i use so i use the uh the dad in me to just say it plainly and let it hang there and the longer the silence the more awkward it gets i'll be like Hey, sir, um, I need this bathroom clean because I really can't clean it myself. Can we get someone to go in there and do that for me, please? Okay. Yeah. Thank the, you. The, Thank you, sir. Thank you. <laughs> the, the implication of like, you're going to do this for me. Pretty much. <laughs> don't have to raise your voice. You don't have to yell. I just kind of like, this is what I need. Stop. You know what I mean? Like, did, did you hear me? All right. <laughs> Okay, so Terry, you either need to have kids so you can utilize dad voice or you need to work retail so you can practice your I, voice. Yep. I, I think you put it perfectly when you said customer service voice. That's what yep. I kind of do, but I take it down a notch. I'm like, I'm really innocent. I don't want any problems. That's that's me. Or, <laughs> Terry, you could go into the whole thing as like, hi, I'm an online reviewer of accessibility for this particular Tim Ooh. Hortons. The bathroom there needs some attention. What's your name so I can spell it right on the review, sir? So I, I already <laughs> talked about this in the last episode or something like that, but I went to that 10-hour movie, Oppenheimer, whatever the hell right. it's called. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, after I used the washroom, it needed to be cleaned after I used it. So it, it wasn't completely nasty. So I asked the lady, I told you this already, can you guys clean it? 
And I approached this lady like, hi, I'm so sorry to bother you. Please, can you just clean the washroom for me? And he said, and she, oh my God, they were so friendly. Everything was great. I went to the movies. And then as soon as I was done the movie, I went back to the washroom. Dude, they didn't touch it. They didn't touch it. Anyway, I'm not going to get into that story again. What do you do then? Do you go back? Like, I'm not going to go to the manager. Say, listen, I asked you guys to clean it. Nobody cleaned it. Because all of a sudden, not? the dramatic guy. What does it matter? I'm leaving anyway. For, well, you're, the, you're... for the next person, right? That's what you're going to say. No. You're not being dramatic. In my opinion, my humble opinion, you're not being dramatic at all. What would be... It's It's not dramatic when it's a need. You need it cleaned because your needs are different. It exists for a reason. They have employment for a reason. Their job is to maintain the cleanliness of that space. They don't do their job. It's not your fault to call them on it. Why Why do I have a problem speaking up for myself? But if Miranda went to the washroom and came out of it and said, Terry, that washroom is this guy. Fuck, are you serious? I'm first want to go and say, you guys need to clean it right now. But for myself, I'm so passive. I'm like, hey, do you guys maybe want to clean the washroom so I don't have to sit on pee? That's when you use the um, the magic of being anonymous on the internet and just write them a really scathing bad Google review, I suppose. I don't know, Terry. I I I think there is there is no shame in sticking up for yourself because guess what? If you're the only person in the space who is not quote able bodied unquote, you can say. Here are all these able-bodied employees not helping this poor handicapped guy out. Then all of a sudden, everyone's looking. Yeah. You can play that card if you need to. Play the cripple card. Seriously. Um, and guess what? When they're looking at you specifically, they they know you have that card to play if you want to play it. All right, guys. This is not about me. This is Terry's <laughs> intervention. Hour two has become Terry's intervention. <laughs> You you said going into this that the, you know the, the flow of conversation is what it is. There's no set uh, questions for me, so yes, reap what uh, you sow. I get it, <laughs> but I not a set question. But it, uh, tell me what the experience. I want to switch gears. I want to I want to know what the experience of being an athlete in that space is, Miranda. What is it like to be at a World Cup event with persons who are very similar to you? Oh my God, it was like <sighs> validating, um, refreshing. It, there, just man, the first time I walked into that gym and everyone there had a thing. They were, you know, missing the limb or they were also in wheelchairs. They're having guide dogs lead them around. It was just, I don't stick out anymore. And it's so awesome. Um, you don't you don't feel like people are staring at you all the time because well either they can't stare at you because they can't see oh. or just it's it's almost like if everyone there is disabled then you just i don't know yeah you blend in you feel part I, of something um, i get it i get it because in a room full of ms my ms isn't special Exactly. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it too, for sure. Um, but like, as for the competition itself, it, it's nerve wracking in the way that it would be for any competition, um, regardless of 
you having a disability or not. Uh, definitely before my first climb felt like I needed to puke. Did not, luckily, but <laughs> yeah. Um, and I've done two now, and that feeling does not go away. It's <laughs> awesome. Does it, does having those accomplishments, does it help at all with your day-to-day -day mental, like, or, or is every day, like, does it help with the struggle at all um, to, to be like, I know I can do all these things? So for me, I'm just trying to think of the right words for it. So what what it did is i feel like people at my climbing gym started to and it, i could be totally wrong about this but i feel like they started to respect me more again as a climber because oh you went to the world cup like you compete that's a thing um whereas i think before it was mainly maybe just like pity that they kind of looked at me with mm. like oh she used to climb she used to be super strong like now she's not um and it helped it, there was yeah there was definitely a change in, of attitude and how people treated me and as messed up as it is like it helped me feel like i had a space in the gym again which okay. you know that should that should apply to everybody like wh whether or not you climb on the professional level or not um so that's something I'm still kind of coming to grips with. I hope that answers your question. No, absolutely. Because, you know, I feel like a lot of the times I get up in the morning and I have to prove to myself that I can do all the things that I need to do. So like I'm my biggest motivator because of how hard I'm, I am on myself. Mm -hmm. But if... I were to, I don't know, accomplish something to that level, I would be like, okay, I know I can do these things now. Like to me, it would put my mind right that I'm, yeah, I'm as bad as everybody says I am on paper, but mentally I'm still tough enough to do something extraordinary. I hope mm -hmm. that makes sense. It does. Um, I would say like having a medal now doesn't, doing that doesn't mean as much to me, I think, as the sense of accomplishment that came from, I got through the airport and traveled by myself this time. I didn't need anyone's help doing that. That felt, yeah, that felt better because that now means that that has almost been unlocked to me again, like something that I was kind of able to do before. Um, and yeah, I don't know what, why the medal doesn't feel like a lot to me, mainly because I've just never really been a super competitive person. I just go to those competitions because it's a chance to be around my people, you know? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, I understand what you're saying. It's like your world got bigger because you could get yourself there. Yeah, exactly. You ever have uh, dark days mentally? <laughs> yeah, of course. Of course. Do I? <laughs> <laughs> this is yeah, real talk, um, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, real talk for sure. Uh, yeah. Like, I mean, as a prime example, um, I think I have been mentioning to you like the last 
last month when Rack got canceled was because I was having this like unidentified at the time pain in my good leg, quote unquote, that was so bad that I couldn't walk on it or drive. And so I had to go back to my hometown to basically like live with my parents um, until we could figure out what was going on. And that like the first couple of days when I got here were really bad um, because I was just so concerned that all the independence that I had fought for the last two and a half years was just gone again. Dude, yeah. I didn't know what to say to you when you told me that. I just, I wanted to be like, dude, who cares about the rock climbing? Just get better. Uh, I didn't want to say anything stupid either. You know, when someone has issues and they're like, oh, what's wrong with your legs? And I just didn't know what to say to you. And I was genuinely caring. And I didn't care about the rock climbing, even though I paid. I didn't say, and you actually reimbursed me. I didn't even see it till like two weeks later my, on my visa statement. It said that you gave me a refund. I'm like, oh man. Keep it for the next time. I didn't care, but <laughs> I felt so bad for you. I didn't know what to say to you. Like, hey, I hope you feel better. And I hate when people say that to me. Well, feel better. Yeah. But like, I'm just trying to think of what I would want people to say to me. Mostly just mm -hmm. that, like, hey, I'm sure shit sucks thinking of you. That kind of thing. Yeah. I, um, I often, when I get a new anything, I don't want to say symptom because sometimes they're not symptoms. They're just things that come and go. Um, if it sticks around for a day or two, I, I immediately start with the, is this the new normal? Yes. Yeah. I immediately go to that. And I shouldn't yeah. because a lot of what I do is transient, but, or, you know, but I, my head's like, yep, that's it. You know? Yeah. I really relate to that. <laughs> um, Every time I get an ache or, yeah, something along those lines happens, I kind of immediately jump to doom and gloom scenario. And hopefully as time goes on, I'll, eventually my brain will realize, like, it's okay. We don't need to necessarily, like, panic about this. Um, and that's why I'm in therapy, amongst other reasons, <laughs> to, to try Good. to sort that out. <laughs> i'm glad that you um, say that though because that's that's like everyone needs to be in some sort of counseling right e mm -hmm. even if you think you have no issues or you have issues you gotta see a counselor unless you have that friend who is not biased and it doesn't work that way but mm -hmm. everyone needs to see that's my thing in life that everybody needs to see a, uh, a counselor just to uh, clear your mind yeah I wish they would go hand in hand for at least like the first year or two. I feel like if I, I feel like the neurologist should have a counselor, like, right. It should be you see one, you see the other, like side by side for the first year, just so that you can process it. It took me a couple to find the right fit though. Yeah, um, I that, yeah. But yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, you shower to keep your body clean. You got to keep your mind clean too. Um, Very true. Because it is super easy to get down on yourself. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure more people probably would go if it was affordable. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I tell you, oh, yeah. people people think uh, they see me in a chair. and They're like, oh, and they think my legs are the problem. But no one knows. I have severe anxiety. Mm -hmm. Severe anxiety. 
And I hate to use the word anxiety because that word, like everyone throws it around, you know? Yeah, I they got anxiety. do. I got anxiety. It's uh, how else do I say that my mind just keeps going sometimes and I need to take it down a notch. Oh, I was just going to ask you, Terry, if that was the case before um, you became aware that you had MS. No, I'm a new guy. I did. I was okay. a guy. I didn't care about anything. I I didn't never took care of my body. And then after I got MS, that's why I'm I, a lot of people say MS saved their life. To me, it saved my life because I was more aware of my body and I started taking care of everything. So mm -hmm. I'm in the best shape of my life, but I have MS now. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I miss driving. I used to be a driver, you know, so that's why I, I'm so happy that you didn't stop. People say, oh, you can get a car with those controls. Eh, it's not the same. I used to be a driver. You know, I used to love putting into gear and just driving a car. Mm hmm. Now it's different. So I just, I let it go. I'm like, ah, I just ripped the bandaid off. You know what I mean? I'm done driving. I'll get other people to drive me. I'm okay with it. <laughs> I think if that, it, like if my physical situation had ended up a little, like if I had had a bit less function, I feel like I may have chosen to give up on climbing and pursue something else. Um, some days I, I still feel like that <laughs> anyway, but yeah, I get that. Cool. I'm not alone. <laughs> oh, no, not no. at all. I'm on now. Yeah. Uh, I cannot wait to see you on September 26th. 16th. Yeah, yeah, I have it on my agenda. <laughs> September 2016. <laughs> I love it. I said 2016. But yes, yes. I have it on my calendar. I'm excited for that day. Yeah, me too. I hope we have a good crowd. If anything changes with you, like never any stress, I, I don't need to say that to you, but if it still happens, I'll be there. Awesome. No, so far so good. Um, with physiotherapy, things have been getting better. Um, it just turned out that it was really bad sciatic pain. I think I did mention to you in a yeah, text, um, and I think that threw me off because I always thought that sciatic pain was something minor because, it, you know, you see those American drug commercials. It's like, are you or a loved one experiencing sciatica? Try this drug out now. So I'm like, OK, it's like arthritis where you get like kind of achy and that's it. But like, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, so now that I know what it is and now that we've been working on it, I am back to driving. Um I've got some leg function back. I'm not feeling quite as like good as I was before this started, but uh, yeah, I'm should be back in London at the end of next week, something like that. When I was introducing you, I said uh, that you're the founder of Rise Above Adaptive Climbing. I was going to say in London, Ontario, but then I know you went to Stratford. You so I'm like, maybe it's not a London, Ontario thing. So I didn't say that. But, oh, uh, fair. Yeah, because you moved around. I was about to go to Stratford once. Yeah, I and then you didn't show, dude. <laughs> uh, <laughs> dude, wow. I didn't. I didn't not show. I think I told you I wasn't going. I think I did. I don't know. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> I have respect for you. You know that. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm. I'm just giving you shit. Um. Yeah, Stop I recognize it. that. Like Stratford's not an easy place to get to if you're like kind of relying on people for rides. Um. But yeah, no, we've we've done a few climbs there. Um, 
I don't want to say anything for sure. I'm looking to possibly expand it into Kingston as well, uh, if I can. I'm nice. I am but one person, so it could be a little difficult trying to run it in a whole bunch of different places at once. Um, but yeah, my hope is eventually it will just keep growing. Awesome. Did you see that where I put a sticker on? I know nobody can see it, but on video. I did not see it until you just pointed it now, but there it is. And I didn't put it on because we're uh, talking to you today. I got some spare stickers and it's a good spot. Anyway, next. <laughs> I keep meaning to put one on my the bumper of my car, but I keep forgetting. So how can people get a hold of you? How can people get a hold of Rise Above? Let's start the plugs. The plugs. All right. Um, you can visit riseaboveadaptiveclimbing.org. You can, I guess, if you're on the grams, uh, hashtag rise above adaptive climbing. Um, you can also contact Junction Climbing about the next one in September. And it is, yeah, it's www.junctionclimbing.com. Um, yeah, and I'm not on I'm not on Facebook because I try to stay off Facebook as much as I can. <laughs> yeah, don't blame me there. And we'll link all this stuff through our show page uh, and all that stuff. So awesome. Any shout outs you want to do while you uh, have the forum here? Oh, any my thank goodness. Yous, any thank yous you want to say? Um, I mean, Rise Above has our two sponsors, Rockbase and um, Ontario Resoles for resoling old climbing shoes uh shout out to junction for just being generally awesome um and letting me have the space and sort of just letting me do my thing there uh, uh shout out to my family for putting up with my shit for the last two and a half years <laughs> for the people who mow my lawn for example as as we were talking about um yeah i mean this isn't my Oscar speech, so I'm not going to go on <laughs> any longer than that. Well, I'm really glad you came on here. I'm really glad you, uh, when I, when I brought it up to you, I was like, she's going to say no, who's, but I'm glad that you're here and thank you for, uh, uh, well, thank you guys for popping my podcast, Jerry. I've never, uh, I've never done one before. Not a problem. So that's what so, we were going to talk about was my idea for a podcast. I was just about to say that before you head out. What tell me that was funny. I need to know what was your idea? I want to call it so you fucked your shit up. And <laughs> I want it to be focused on um like athletes, people who were athletes before their diagnosis or accident and how that changed or maybe didn't change what they do now. Like did you guys get back into sport? Was it the same sport? Um if it was the mm. same sport, how is it different for you now? Um Tell me about what the adaptive community for that sport is, like things like that. Boy, do I smell a collab starting, Tear. I got I, I got a good few people for you. Good okay. Stuff. Yeah. All right. That would be awesome. I we yeah. can talk about the the logistics of it later. For sure. Sounds sounds like a plan. <laughs> well, thanks for coming and hanging out with us today. Oh, no problem. It was lovely to meet you, Nick, and I'll see you soon, Terry. Yeah, definitely. For sure. All right, Terry. We'll talk soon, buddy. Take care, bro. All right. Bye, guys. So check us out at 40belowzero.com. That's four letter T below zero.com. Or feel free to reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you. Our email address is info at 40belowzero.com. Our personal Instagram account are for Nick's, it's Nick's underscore V713. Or for Terry, it's what's 
underscore MS. Awesome. Looking forward to hearing from you guys. We'll talk soon.